from the All Indiana Podcast Network. This is not a joke. Not a joke. Get ready. Luguda, come up in here. It's the Tevin Stutter Show. It's the Tevin Stutter Show Podcast. And now, ladies and gentlemen, your host, Tevin Stutter. Tevin Stutter Stutter checking in once again here live on the All Indiana Podcast Network. Got special musician, husband, father. He got all oh man. He, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know like what's coming for this Lones Baker remix, he produced the record for me a good year ago, yes, and it's just like there's a lot of different different flavor coming to this version <laughs> like of the Lones Baker remix, and people don't know how I'm coming with it. So a lot of just hats off and. Tribute to this man. We we still got to get a scene of him playing the keys in the video. So yeah. we we got a little more time now. Uh-huh. We got a little more time. So we definitely gonna get a scene. So man, Don Trail in the building. How you doing, my guy? Good man. Good man. Appreciate you having me on. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, all love, all love. So what sparked your initial interest in music? What sparked my initial initial interest in music? That's a great question. Um, I'll take it back to, I'll say about eighth grade, about eighth grade. Um, I had a general music course, you know, how pretty much everybody takes a general music course sometime between um, middle school and high school. Yeah. I had a teacher. I wasn't in choir yet. I wasn't doing anything special. I wasn't singing. I wasn't playing the piano. Um, but this music course took my interest because they had us learn how to play a song on the piano and they had me um, read, like learn how to read music, you know, do the fundamentals. And after learning how to play one song, I think it was like Mary Had a Little Lamb, you know, something, yeah, something simple. simple. I was like, wait a minute, I can make the music that I hear, like that I can I can hear like on on a computer or like that can be yeah. played on the radio or something. Let me get into this. So I'll take it back all the way to middle school. It's love. Yeah. And then where did it go from there? Take me to your first performance. Ooh, I like. OK, OK. So. After um, I actually got into playing piano, um, my there was a choir teacher there as well. She asked me, she's like, OK, I see you're getting into music. Do you sing it all? I'm like, you know, I did my thing in church, my little uh, little angels youth choir at church or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I never really sang, sang. So, yeah, she asked me, um, she's like, hey, let's join. Or how about you try joining um, choir in eighth grade? So this was actually seventh grade before. So she said, how about you try joining choir in eighth grade? I'm like, okay, cool. I get in choir. I audition. I got in. I'm like, all right, this is cool. So fast forward um, down the semester, we got into um, our first performance. 
and I actually ended up getting a solo. And that was my first time ever performing in front of people. Like I, I was always a shy kid. So yeah. um, that was my first time really getting to be in the limelight, so to speak, mm-hmm. like actually be out on the stage. So I did my solo. I, I got some I got some claps. You know, my dad was in the yeah. audience. He was, hey, hey, you know, son. OK, cool, cool. So I, I, I love that. I love that feeling. Um, so ever since then, I've just been really into it, like really, really into music. That's what's up. Yes, That's sir. what's up. And take me to your first uh, paid performance. <laughs> first paid performance. Let me think. It was a while down the road. I did. I did a lot of stuff. I did a lot of free stuff. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I started learning young, so I didn't really learn the business aspect. I learned, I'm, I'm just loving music. You know, yeah. I'm just doing things for the love. So it was about, hmm, I say, I probably didn't get paid for my first serve or my first anything until about 2011. I was um, 18, going on 19. And actually, my first paid performance was a church gig. Um, mm. My former pastor, he actually called me in uh, to be the minister of music. I'm 19 years old and I'm getting called to be the minister of music. I didn't know anything about anything. Yeah. I had only been playing for a few years and I didn't really play gospel like that. But I, he saw something in me and that that's, that was my first paid, <laughs> paid performance, paid gig at all. Yeah. Yes, sir. My first time seeing you play was, man. Church at ISU. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Like from there, I saw just kind of different events around campus. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, it's brother smooth on the keys. So, you know, we, we black. So it's like <laughs> musically, we going we gonna know if it ain't sounding right. For but sure. I'm just For sure. like c- coming up in the church, it's like I feel like the church music scene is is hard, way harder than any industries. Facts. <laughs> the 100% church is going to hold you to a standard. Like if you don't got it, they're going to let you know. <laughs> they will let you know. I've seen cats um, playing organ, playing keys, whatever, whatever. They messing up during a the song. There'll be somebody in the audience ready to take their spot. They'll yeah. come up, tap you on your shoulder. That's it. <laughs> come, hey, come sit down. Real quick. Come back to row three, young yep, blood. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Better okay. luck next time. Yep. Go practice. Go so shit. man. Um, from there, man, man, there's so many different ways we can go with this. Um, I'm here for whatever. Man, what sparked your interest in Greek life? In Greek life? Ooh. So, that's a good question. Freshman year, um, I didn't know anything about Greek life. Yeah. I hadn't seen school days. Um, <laughs> I, I, had, I wasn't familiar with anything. Yeah. But I had seen um, people, like, around the community, you know, with the jackets, with the different colors and the symbols. I'm like, okay, I don't know what any of that means. Yeah. But when I got to ISU my freshman year, first people I see, um, I saw the Alphas and I saw the Sigmas. Yeah. They they were the first people I see. They're out there helping, you know, freshmen move in yeah. and stuff. I'm like, okay, this is cool. I, I see these letters. Um, and then... Fast forward, um, I, I lived in Burford in, yeah. at ISU. So that was like Pike Nation. Do you remember Pike, uh, yeah. Pike Kappa Alpha? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Pike House. Uh, but they invited me, um, like they asked, you know, kind of if I wanted to learn a little bit more. I'm like, okay, I, I don't know anything about Greek life again. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll learn a little bit more. And I realized, I'm like, hmm, this might not be what I, what I need to be a part of. So... I actually um, sent out like an APB on Facebook. I'm like, do y'all know like anything about black Greek organizations? Me being ignorant, not knowing, you know, you're not supposed to give out uh, info like you even looking into it. Yeah. But I'm like, do y'all know anything? Like, can y'all help me uh, do any research, whatever? 
So um, my mom got me in contact with a guy. His name is Roderick Potts. Come to find out, Roderick Potts is actually an alpha from Zeta Row at ISU. Found yeah. that out down the road. But he was telling me, um, you know, just about Greek life, about um, what to expect, um, the standards that the Greek, the standards Greek men are held to regardless of organization. And I'm like, hmm, I could, this is me. Like, this is this is something I could be a part of. I want to help yeah. the community. I want to serve. I want to I want to be a light to the community, mm-hmm. um, all these different things. So that that's what got me in. My mom hooked me up with, uh, like I said, Roderick Potts. And he was actually funny um he's actually a um, eight club i'm also an eight on my line yeah. so it was just weird how that worked out yeah. but yeah that's where we started at that's what's up man yes sir so we gonna make that transition to man um you had um what we would call a a, a celebration of a proposal oh, yeah. <laughs> like, so break me down through your proposal okay okay so um wife and i we started talking about marriage in 2018. Like, you know, do we really want to do that? Do we want to go to the next level? We were already like in it. We were going to church together, whatever, whatever. Um, so I'm like, okay, I think I think we're ready. We had a conversation with my pastor. Like, he was basically like, what y'all going to do? Uh, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for marriage right now. This is, no, uh, this is November 2018. But in my mind, I knew like that's going to be my wife. So let me get my mind together. And actually get in the um, mindset of marriage. I'll say that. So fast forward about January. Um, I had the thought. Well, I'll, I'll say it was a divine intervention. I had the thought like this really is going to be my wife. This needs to be my wife. We're going to make this happen. Yeah. I'm like, OK, I'm a, I'm fresh out of college, like the couple years out of college. I'm still um, trying to find a job, trying to find a career, you know, yeah. really um, be an adult first. I'm thinking I got to do all this first, set up um, and get my ducks in a row before I propose. You know, that's yeah. kind of that's kind of how I thought about it. But divine intervention again came in. You got to do this and you got to do this soon. I'm like, oh, man. OK, whatever. I'll, I'll make it happen. So I start to get the idea like. I, I don't like to do things um, uh, minuscule. I don't like to do anything small. I like to I like I like a show. I like a show. So <laughs> I figured and my wife is the same way. She likes uh, big. Well, she does. She says she doesn't like surprises. But yeah. So <laughs> um, I had the idea. I'm like, uh, I want to do this big. I don't know where I want to do it yet, but I want to do this big. So I remembered that we were about to um, have a concert. And um, I don't I don't think Ebony Majestic was a part of this one. This was a community choir that was a part of it. Yeah. And I was already playing. So I'm like, hmm, her family is already going to be coming to this concert because her brother sings as well. And he was singing in the group at the time that was performing. So I'm like, I I think that this would be a good place to do it. I don't know if I want to do it, you know, after the show in the lobby or whatever, whatever. But I had the idea. Why don't you just do it on stage during the concert? Mm. I'm, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen, but let's make this a grand, a grand thing. Um, I actually contacted Dr. Candace Hinton. Um, yeah. And she was she's run she was running the show. I'm like, would it be possible to slip in ten minutes where I could you know do do this proposal? And she said it was a fantastic idea. She had no issues with it. She said, come on with it. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, cool, cool, I'll do it. So I started contacting her family. Of course, I hit up her dad first. You got to do the respectful thing. Um, asked her for uh, asked him for her hand in marriage. Of course, um, he gave the blessing. 
I hit up the rest of the family. I'm like, hey, I'm going to do this on such and such date. I need y'all here. Don't tell Jalea what's going on. Y'all coming here for a concert anyway. So it'll make sense. Yeah. Um, I hit up my family. They came down because they were you know, going to see me play because I was playing in the concert already. So um, who else did I have a part of this? Uh, Corey. Uh, Corey Smith. Do you remember Corey? Yeah. Yeah. I had Corey Smith a part of it. I asked him to um, sing to uh, get get the mood right, I guess. Right. So um, I got all that together. And then um, the day of of the concert, like we did our part. Um, it was a Terre Haute Community Choir. That's what it was. Terre Haute Unity Choir. I was playing for them. After we did our part, I go back out in the audience and sit. And I find I find Jalea at the time and she's there or whatever. I sneak out. I go around the back. She's like, where are you going? I'm going. I'm going out. And then Corey starts singing. Um, he's singing a song called Forever uh, by Jonathan, not Jonathan Nelson, um, Jason Nelson, Forever by Jason Nelson. And it just set the mood. Um, I think the words are forever is a long time. That's how long I love you. So she's like, OK, Corey's singing because that's what Corey does. He just sings yeah. or no, he doesn't just sing, but he's mm-hmm. a singer. So she's just like, oh, Corey sounds really good or whatever. And then he asked her to come up to the stage. And he, she thought that he was going to ask her to sing along with him because she's a singer, too, of course. Um, so she gets on stage and then I come out from the side with the roses and the, uh, and everything. You know, I got the suit on, whatever. And she's like, what's going on? And then as soon as I hit that knee, as soon as I hit that knee, she she lost it. And she had no idea. She had absolutely no idea. I asked her to this day. I'm like, did you know anything? She's like, no. My parents didn't tell me nothing. Um, she had her sister over there that day. Um, she had her best friend over there that day helping her get her outfit together and her makeup and stuff. Nobody told her anything. It was a complete surprise. It was it was dope. That was one of the craziest things <laughs> I've ever done. But it was it was really cool. That 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 picture, man, that picture is iconic. It really is. It I want to get iconic. it blown up. Oh yeah. That needs to be framed. They gotta <laughs> be sure. in the crib. They gotta be in the crib. Absolutely. So then, man. Tell me what the transition is like now with fatherhood. Like, I know that had to just, it was crazy. The day I think we were setting up this interview, you was in the hospital. You're like, yeah, bro, I'm kind of in the hospital right now. (laughs) Yep. Yep. You had had called me and I was literally on my way to the hospital. Like, um, this was completely an unexpected, well, not unexpected. The actual um, birth of my son was unexpected. He was born a little bit early, about a month early. Um, But, actual actual fatherhood is fantastic i feel a new energy like mm-hmm. i um ever since i saw his face like for the first time i knew my life changed immediately like in an instant like i felt this this uh what's the word i want to use i felt this calmness um like no fear like you got this you can do whatever like just looking into my son's eyes makes me realize I can do literally whatever I put my mind to. Mm-hmm. Like I manifested or we manifested him being here back in 2016. We kids. We, well, we weren't really kids like 23, 25. And like we're going to have a baby in 2020. Or we're going to get pregnant in 2020 and have a baby. Little did we know we would really find or we would really end up getting pregnant and having a baby in 2020, 2021. But. It just it's it's a gratifying feeling, man. Like, I don't even know how else to really put it. Um, but just being in his presence, seeing him stare at me, seeing him 
and I, I feel like he knows like that I'm his father, I, even though, mm-hmm. you know, babies are, yeah. they just, they just do stuff. But I just, I have a feeling that he knows that I'm his father. Like whenever I call or FaceTime Jaleah while I'm away, um, I'll say, Hey, Xavier. And then he'll like look for my voice. Like, like he's looking for it. I'm like, okay, okay. This is cool. Yeah. But I love it. I, I really, really love fatherhood. The long nights, the long mornings, the long days, the long evenings, whatever. It's all worth it as long as he's happy and he's healthy. That's all I care about. And then what's something that you want him to always remember? Something I want him to always remember. Ooh. Something that I want my son to always remember. I want him to always remember that he's covered. Um, wherever he goes, whatever he does, whatever he embarks on in life, he is covered. Um he is anointed and set apart and anything that he puts his mind to and that is in the will of God, he is going to succeed in it. And I'm, I've told him this like probably every day. So I give him daily affirmations. You are smart. You are kind. You are intelligent. You are you are going you are a world changer. That's that's one that I use in particular. So I want him to remember that no matter what he does, he's always covered. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, with you now, it's fatherhood, mm-hmm. music, and all these different elements and talents in which you possess. So ultimately, what do you want your legacy to be when it's all said and done? Mm. That's, a, that's a good one. What do I want my legacy to be when it's all said and done? I want to be remembered um, for being a light, for helping others for being a servant. It's really funny. I actually saw that you um, interviewed uh, Brother Williams, Brother Thomas Williams. The other yeah. Day. That's that's the guy. We work at uh, the same school, so we get to Elder interact. Diggs. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. That's the homie. So I, I saw his answer, and I was like, wow, that's that's good. And he was talking about how he wanted to follow the principles of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And I, I feel the exact same way. I'm following, I'm honoring Christ in everything that I do. I want people to remember Dontrell. I don't even really want people to remember Dontrell. I want them to remember the acts that Dontrell did mm. while Dontrell was here. I want them to remember the service, remember the humility, remember the kind gestures, whatever, whatever. Like I'm I'm doing that to be remembered. I don't that's that's really just who I am. So that's what I want people to remember. That's real. That's mm, I don't even know how to follow up with that one. <laughs> But I think one that I skipped, man, um, mm-hmm. shout outs to people who helped you get to this point. Ooh, there's so, so, so many people who helped me get here. Uh, of course, I got to start by honoring my mother and my father. Shout out to them for um, you know, just raising me to be the respectful man that I am today. Um, shout out to my parents. Shout out to my wife, of course. She's changed my life in ways that I can't even explain. I I literally met her as a boy and then became a man because of because I want to do right and honor her like that's that's what made me want to be a man. So that shout out to my wife. Um, shout out to the guys, uh, my uh, best man, my best friend, Brandon Sullivan, um, who has helped me whenever I needed anything, whenever I needed somebody to talk to. If I ever um, in college, you know, broke college students needing a little extra bread. Yeah. If I ever needed anything, he knew that I would pay him back and always mm-hmm. did. But shout out to my brother. Um, shout out to my father-in-law, um, Pastor Clyde Posley, who 
took me basically from Terre Haute to here um, by offering me a position at his church. That's that that really set off everything like that. That changed my life. I didn't think I would ever get out of Terre Haute for real. Like I tried. I tried. I tried for years. But then he helped me get out. Um, he really paved the way for that. So shout out to him. Um, my music mentors. Uh, there's so many. Um, Dr. Arnick Schaus. Shout out to him. Um, Brother DeWitt Jackson. Marlon Carruthers. All these are extremely big influences on me musically. Uh, these are the people that I looked up to. Well, Marlon Carruthers was my first music teacher. He gave me a couple lessons, but he was the organist at my church. So I get to, I got to watch him growing up. Um, and he he really made me want to get into music as well um, as my middle school teacher. So he helped mold that. Shout out to DeWitt. He was um, one of the directors of Ebony Majestic Choir. Mm -hmm. um, learned so much from him. He took me on gigs. Uh, just really helped show me the ropes. And Dr. Arnick Schaus, one of the coldest, like, absolute coldest piano players, organ players, bass players, drum players, whatever that I've ever heard in my life. He plays everything and he does it all well. Um, and I met him my freshman year at ISU and he he helped me go from beginner to whatever level that I got to after that. But shout out to him. He's the GOAT. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I don't want to miss anybody. This is uh, – the part in the church service where they say, I don't want to say names because I might forget somebody. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I shout out to everybody who has ever been um, a part of my journey. Every person who I've ever met has led me to where I am right now. Every interaction that I've ever had has led me to where I am right now. So shout out to everybody who I've ever met and who I've ever interacted with. Thank you. Because, yeah. This is great. You ain't forget nobody that way. <laughs> no, nah, you can't. can't forget nobody that way. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we appreciate you, my guy. So yes, where sir. can they um, follow and find you at? Oh, for sure. Um, Instagram, Twitter, 88keys, K-E-Y-S, no locks, N-O-L-O-C-K-S. Again, that's 88keys, no locks um, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, YouTube channel coming very, very soon. Uh, working on new music. Uh, working with some of my brothers, um, about to work on this mixtape. My brother KC, yeah, can't wait on that. That's oh, we about to take off on that one. But yeah, so again, you got it, one uh, crazy intro. He let me hear that. Oh like, yeah, mm -hmm. the voicemail. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness, I can't wait for him to drop that one. Sheesh. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah, I was like, she. Woo. Mm -hmm. That's that's some stuff. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Yes, sir. But we got some stuff on the way. Um, actually, there's a whole bunch of stuff on the way. So looking forward to sharing it with you. Hopefully we can come back again. Do this again. So, I'm with it. I'm with it. man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you rocking out with us, man. All the best moving forward. Yes, Keep sir. No blessings, man. Blessings. Appreciate you, my brother. I love. Yes, sir. From the All Indiana Podcast Network, it's the Tevin Stuttered Show Podcast. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast now at allindianapodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts.